The scripture reading this morning will be taken from Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 13 and 14, and I will be reading from the King James Version. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Good morning and welcome again to our worship service. We're grateful for your presence. We appreciate Raymond leading, un, leading us in these beautiful songs this morning. We're very grateful for the visitors that are with us. As always, we invite you to come back and be with us at every opportunity that you may have. We're going to be looking today at Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 13 and 14 in just a moment. We're going to be thinking about the theme, Have You Lost Your Focus? in life. Before we do that, I do want to say that to those of you who may be currently looking for a church home, we invite you to consider the work here at Olive Branch. I know the elders here would be more than happy to sit down and talk to you about the many opportunities of service in this congregation as well as in the community. There are a lot of great things that are going on and I believe that uh, you would want to be a part of that. And we want to do everything that we can to exalt the name of Christ in this community. In looking at Ecclesiastes chapter 12, the question arises, have you lost your focus in life? This is the time of year in which young people begin making preparation to begin school again. Many young people will be leaving home for the first time, going away to college. And sometimes young people, when they go away to college, they get so involved in extracurricular activities that they tend to lose their focus. They forget that they are at school to learn and not to just have a good time. I know because I've been there. And uh, it's very easy to get distracted. Well, in the book of Ecclesiastes, we find Solomon penning one of the great books in the Old Testament. And Solomon really talks about what is important in life. And Solomon stresses the importance of keeping our focus on the Lord. And so in looking at verses 13 and 14, the first thing that I call your attention to really hinges on this idea of the proper focus in life. Note, if you would, what is said in verse 13. Solomon brings to mind the duty of every person comprising the human race. He writes, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. Now, there are some translations that say this is the whole of man or the whole duty of man. The word duty is not really in the original, but the idea that he's conveying is that this is the whole sphere of our existence. It's to fear God, keep his commandments. But I like the latest translation of the New King James Version which renders this verse, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. And I really believe that that's what Solomon is saying here, that 
the whole of life, the all of life, is to fear God and keep His commandments. This is what life is all about. This is to be our focal point in life. Now there are two things that Solomon tells us that we need to do by way of our duty. Number one, we are to have reverence or respect for God. Solomon said, fear God. In other words, reverence or respect Him. Over in Proverbs chapter 1, at verse 7, Solomon talked about how the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You and I, we live in a day and time in which many people fail to understand the reverence that accompanies the name of God. And so they treat God and holy things irreverently or even profanely. Well, Solomon said that we are to have reverence or respect for God. But then also, he brings to mind our responsibility to God. And that responsibility is to keep His commandments. We are to honor His Word. And here's something that I believe all of us ought to appreciate. When we learn to live in accordance with the will of God, when we walk in harmony with what His Word says, life goes a lot better. There are many people in our world today, they've tried what the world has to offer. They are living proof of that. And because of that, their lives are anything but harmonious or peaceful. There are a lot of people in our world today whose lives are upside down because of the world. Because the focal point of their life has not been God and, and His commandments. And so, Solomon said what you and I need to do, we need to reverence God, but we also have this great responsibility of honoring His Word. Now John said in 1 John chapter 5, verse 3, this is the love of God that you keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. We show our love to God by honoring His Word. And let me talk to you for just a moment about not just our duty, but some dangers. Anytime you and I stray from what God in His Word outlines for us to do, we're going to face some problems. There are going to be some, some difficulties that will be imposed upon us. Let me just outline for you some problems that I see that arise if we're not focused in life. Number one, there's what we might call distraction. We become distracted. It's very easy for us to get distracted in life. I talked just a moment ago about students that go away to school and they become distracted by extracurricular activities. It's not hard to allow the things of, of, of life to crowd out what we know we ought to do. And this happens on many, many fronts. But this idea of being distracted, Jesus talked about in Matthew 13, verse 22, how the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke out the Word. And He said it becomes unfruitful. You and I, we can allow the things of this world, the things of life, if you please, to distract us from what we know we ought to do. Now, Solomon is the one who penned the book of Ecclesiastes. 
And I really believe that Solomon, who was at that point in time the wisest of all men to have lived, Solomon allowed himself to become distracted by the things of this world. Turn back, if you would, to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 2, for just a moment. And listen to what is said, beginning in verse 4, by Solomon. He said, I made my works great. I built myself houses and planted myself vineyards. I made myself gardens and orchards, and I planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made myself water pools from which to water the growing trees of the grove. I acquired male and female servants and had servants born in my house. Yes, I had greater possessions of herds and flocks than all who were in Jerusalem before me. I also gathered for myself silver and gold and the special treasure of kings and of the provinces. I acquired male and female singers, the delights of the sons of men, and musical instruments of all kinds. So I became great and excelled more than all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me. Whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them. I did not withhold from my heart any pleasure, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor. Now, what you see here is Solomon freely admitting how he indulged in what we would call worldly pursuits. There, there is nothing wrong with enjoying the material side of life, there's nothing wrong with having money. But if we allow those things to distract us, and that's really what Solomon did. And you can go back and read in 1 Kings chapter 10. Solomon violated a couple of principles that God had set forth under the law of Moses to kings in particular. He multiplied silver. And he also multiplied horses, and in so doing, that became a distraction to him. He began to put his trust, his focus on those things rather than God. And then we find in chapter 11, he intermarried. And what those women did in the long ago, they turned his heart away from being loyal to the Lord God in heaven. And so he became distracted. Now, what happens to us is we allow the peripheral things of life to distract us. Maybe we become so consumed with, with our hobbies. Maybe we like to play golf and golf becomes preeminent in life. Maybe we like, maybe we like to, to play ball. Maybe our children like to play ball. And so we spend more time at the ball field, we spend more time in pursuit of these extracurricular activities than we do in service to God. It's very easy to allow the things of the world to encroach upon our spiritual lives. And in so doing, what happens is our spiritual lives get choked out. And so there's this matter of being distracted. And when you become distracted, you lose focus in life. Now, distraction leads to disinterest. The longer you indulge in the material things of life, the longer you begin to accentuate the earthly things of life, the more you get caught up in them. Paul talks about in Philippians chapter 3, those who mind earthly things in Philippians chapter 3. In about verse 18, 
In verse 20 he said, But our citizenship is in heaven, whence also we wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you see the contrast there? Here were some who were focused on earthly things. That's where their mindset was. But Paul said to those of us who are God's people, what we need to do is focus on those things above. Now in Colossians, in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, Paul said, If then you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind, set your affections on things above and not on things which are upon this earth. If you allow the things of this world to distract you, spiritually speaking, what's going to happen is you will become disinterested in spiritual things. Let me give you an example of that. In the days of Amos, Amos was one of the great prophets of God in the Old Testament era. And Amos talked about the mentality of the people of his day and really what they wanted to do, or really what they were interested in, was business. And so if you read the book of Amos, you'll find that they wanted the Sabbath to hurry up and get over with so they could get back to business, so they could get back to minding the store. Well, it's easy for us to lose our perspective in life. Maybe at one time we spent a lot of time reading and studying and meditating on the truth of God. We just don't find that exciting anymore. Maybe it's not something that brings us satisfaction. We used to spend a lot of time in prayer to God, but We've allowed the world to crowd out our prayer life to God. Maybe we were regular in our Bible study in a corporate sense. We came to Wednesday night Bible study, the Sunday morning Bible study, but we've allowed the world to so encroach upon our spiritual lives that we just don't have time for it. We're just not interested. Same thing's true with worship. Maybe at one time we would never think about missing the services of the church, but now we miss them. We just don't think a lot about it. It's not something that bothers us or, or it's not something that, that we, we think is a big deal. And yet the Hebrew writer said, not forsaking the assembly, assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. So much the more as you see the day approaching. Now, here's what happens. First of all, we become distracted. Then we become disinterested, and then finally we become disobedient. Do you see the progression? What happens is when we lose our focus in life, we end up living a life of disobedience. We know this is what God wants. We know this is what we ought to be doing, but we just don't do it. Jesus, in the long ago, asked the question, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? We demonstrate, as I said a moment ago, our love for God by honoring His Word. And yet what happens is, when we lose our focus in life, we become disobedient. I talked about Solomon a moment ago. God had said through Moses in the law that those who occupied the throne, those who were, who were serving as kings that they were to keep by their side a copy of the law of God. And there were certain things they were prohibited from doing. As I said a moment ago, they were not to, to multiply silver, nor were they to multiply horses. They weren't to intermarry. And yet Solomon violated every one of those principles. And the end result of that in 1 Kings chapter 11, those pagan wives turned Solomon away from 
being loyal to the Lord God of heaven. If you allow the world to encroach upon your spiritual life, what's going to happen is you will find yourself living a life of disobedience before Almighty God. Once you become distracted and disinterested, you're allowing the devil to get a foothold in your life. And here's what Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4. Neither give place to the devil. Do not give him a foothold in your life. If you ever let him in the door, he's coming in. All right, now, secondly, note if you would, our fate after life. In verse 14, the Bible says, For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. What Solomon is saying here is that we have a date with destiny. And that date is the judgment. That's why we need to be focused in life. Something that I found interested, interesting in studying for this lesson. If you look at verses 13 and 14, the focal point of both of these verses is God. In verse 13, fear God. In verse 14, for God. We need to be focused in this life because ultimately we're going to stand before God on the day of judgment. And Solomon is saying here that we're going to be held accountable for the way we live. That's why we need to live for God. That's why we need to make Him the focus of our life. Solomon said God will bring every work into judgment including every secret thing whether good or evil. Now, the Hebrew writer said in the long ago, it is appointed unto man once to die, after this cometh the judgment. Paul taught in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 at verse 10, we must all be made manifest before the judgment seat of Christ. In Romans chapter 14, again, Paul said, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us must give an account of himself to God. Since we are accountable, since God is going to hold us accountable for the way we live in this life, and Solomon, having tried it all, having done it all, here's the conclusion of what he says life's all about. Fear God, keep His commandments. Why do we need to do that? Because God's going to bring every work into judgment, every secret thing, whether it is good or evil. That's why you and I need to understand life is not about us, it's about God. That's why we need to be focused. And so... Since we are accountable, what do we need to do? Number one, we need to live by the Scriptures. Why do we need to live by the Word of God? Because this is the book that's going to judge us. Jesus said, He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my word hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. John 12, verse 48. And then also I think about Paul when he said, We know that the judgment of God is according to truth. It's not going to be on the basis of my opinion. It's not going to be on the basis of the majority, but rather it will be on the basis of divine truth. What God in His Word has said, what He has legislated, that's how He judges. And so we're accountable. But then, let me just offer this bit of advice. I said we need to live by the Scriptures. We also need to live for the Son. That is, we need to live for the Son, Jesus Christ. He is the Son of God. And Jesus came as He said that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Now here's what John said in 1 John 5 verse 11. He that has the Son 
has life. Rather, verse 12. He that has not the Son of God has not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name or on the name of the Son of God. What does the Bible teach? The Bible teaches that our lives need to revolve around the Lord. Here's what Jesus said. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. If your life does not revolve around the Lord, you've lost your focus. If your life is not about accentuating the Son of God, living for Him, day in and day out, you've lost your focus. And so, the focal point in life should be the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let me just close by asking this question. Have you lost your focus in life? Are you living faithfully for the Lord? Solomon tells us that the best way to live, it's for God. That's the summation of what life is all about. This is, as he said, man's all. What about you today? If you're not a Christian, then let me invite you to come to Christ this hour. Let me encourage you to do what they did on Pentecost Day. Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. When you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, as he said in John 8, verse 24, except you believe that I am He, you'll die in your sins. You have to believe in Him. And then if you would repent, turn from a life of sin, be immersed in water, the Lord will then add you to the church, Acts 2, verse 47. If you live faithfully, the promise is the crown of life. If you're here today, maybe you've lost your way. Maybe you've lost your focus. Maybe you've allowed the things of this world, the things of life, to crowd out your Christianity. Here's what you need to do. The Bible says, repent. Come back to the Lord. John said, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Could we pray with you and for you? God will abundantly pardon as we stand and sing.